that when we stop the wars within ourselves, that's how we stop the wars in the world. And truly, like, I think so many of us are yearning for our world to go in a more harmonious direction. I know I am. And I know a lot of the people I know are just like, well, what is going to happen here? We really are at a pivotal point where it matters how we show up. It matters the work that we do. It matters how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about the future because we're creating it. We're co-creating it. It takes guts to bring all of yourself to that vision. You know, it can't just be love and light, you know, because that's not true. You can't have the light without the dark. And so this is a path of courage. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Just like the Japanese art of Kintsugi, we're not trying to hide the cracks of our broken past, but rather highlight those struggles with gold. I will be vulnerable, real, and raw with y'all as we figure out how we can turn the damaged pottery of our lives into stunning works of art that are even more beautiful than we ever thought possible. Hello, welcome back to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Today, I have my friend Chelsea Thomas, who I actually met through the Quantum Coaching Academy, which y'all all all know I absolutely adore this program and all of the women in there. It's very like soul aligned. The women that choose the QCA coaching program have such a depth to them. And Chelsea is one of those people, absolutely. So I'm thrilled to have her on. So Chelsea, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited and honored to be here. Oh, yes. So happy to have you here. I know a little bit about you, but why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners whatever you care to share about yourself? Okay, thank you. So I'm a coach and I am a teacher. I have an online school called Embodiment School, where I teach principles of energetic leadership, helping women specifically to come more deeply into their bodies and really live from their bodies where we have so much inherent wisdom through our lived experience. My background is in healthcare. I've worked in healthcare for over a decade now, I believe. And I work specifically in oncology nursing and various other places. And I'm also a writer. I'm working on a novel right now called The Rose Timeline. So that is in the works. And that's about a vision for the future of our planet and what it could look like. So yeah. Oh, beautiful. You have so much going on and it's all so needed in this world. And I love like your idea of the embodiment school. So do you mind sharing with us a little bit more about how you got into this work and kind of what that entails? Definitely. So let's see, I can share a bit about my personal story, if that would be helpful. (laughs) So in my early 20, I was raised as a Catholic school girl. I went to Catholic school my whole life. And then I was accepted to UC Berkeley for college and I got there and I kind of just went from Catholic school girl to like total like hippie. And I just like, this was back in 2010. And I was introduced to a community that in the Bay area, that was just so expansive for me. And 
I was brought into some shamanic circles, working with indigenous people and plant medicines. I studied medical ethnobotany. I had some amazing teachers and mentors, and I just started getting really connected to nature, both intellectually and through my own lived experience. And it changed me deeply. It connected me with parts of my humanity that I hadn't really experienced growing up. I also survived some really intense things as a child. And at this point, my healing journey had started in college through some of the work with plant medicines and meditation and yoga. And so really the reason I am now doing this work is because I've been on this self-healing journey and I'm at a place where I think I can really help guide people through certain aspects of it that can be tricky. And so my journey started there. And then I came home to my hometown, Northern California. I was trying to integrate some of these really expansive experiences into my ordinary life. It was quite tricky because I had kind of found union with the cosmos and all of these things. And I was like, okay, now how do I apply this to an actual life? You know? Right. And so I just kind of followed that voice, that inner knowing, and it guided me on some interesting paths. And one of them was healthcare. And so I got into healthcare and I was like, I know that this isn't going to solve the thing that I'm here to solve, but I know that this is teaching me how to serve. I've worked in maximum security prisons. I've worked in schools. I've worked in clinics, most recently working in oncology. I've been around some of the darkest and saddest things that we encounter in the world. And I think it's equipped me to help people from a place of truth, which is what I really care about. And so just kind of coming full circle, when I turned 30, I kind of had one of those in astrology, they call it your Saturn return. And it's kind of like a, <laughs> some people have like a dark night of the soul where your whole life kind of falls apart and you kind of have to answer the question of what am I here for? Like, what is my life about? And that really happened for me. I went through a divorce and I lost some, uh, like my grandma, some people very close to me and kind of everything I knew just kind of crumbled and it brought me to my knees. And it was a question of, okay, what am I really here to do? And my best friend came and decided to move in with me. She's an online influencer and speaker and things like that. I realized like, oh, like I'm here to actually to step up and to share and to do what I'm here to do. So that's when I started finding education and coaching. And I got attuned to energy work through my own healer. And I just kind of got activated and I realized I had all these abilities and sensitivities that I could use to help heal myself, to heal some of the things on the land that I live on. And I started working with people and yeah, and it's kind of just been growing and developing since then. That's incredible. It sounds like your journey was similar, different, but similar to mine in the sense that your life kind of fell apart to an extent (laughs) in the exact perfect way. And, you know, people can take those difficult situations in life and either fall into the victimhood or and say, okay, there's a purpose here. What is the purpose? And it sounds like you really leaned into that and found, would you call it your soul's purpose? Definitely. The thing that I'd like to say is that I feel like we can really walk through life looking through two different lenses. And one is that all of this is happening for no reason. And it's just kind of chaos with no 
purpose. And the other one is that your entire life is perfectly down to the atom orchestrated for your soul's expression. And I really resonate with the latter. <laughs> and it's partially through my study of physics. I'm very nerdy and I get deep into <laughs> physics, quantum physics. I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the soul is here to express itself through this human incarnation. And, you know, it takes guts and it sometimes to get those <laughs> guts activated, you have to lose, you have to lose your pride and your it, some of your attachments and to really humble yourself and open. I think opening is a huge part of it because how can life flow through you if you're closed and we can either voluntarily open or we will be served in our opening through experience. Oh, so true. Yeah. And I'd like to touch more on the soul's purpose in a minute, but before we get into that, do you have any advice, insights on how you were able to tap into your intuition and allow that to really guide you? Yeah, definitely. I would say, so I have been working with like basically complex PTSD for a long time. And if I'm being completely honest, I think surviving some really intense trauma tuned me into like the subtle energies of a situation and that became overwhelming at some point. Then I learned to harness it and I learned to find my center in it. And I learned to take responsibility for it. And the way that I personally did that was through what I was called to, which is psychedelics. I've worked with psychedelics quite a bit and done a lot of solo work to help me learn subtle energies and to work with them and basically study them. I think some people are called to a medicine path where they can kind of study these things. But <clears throat> if that's not your path, you can do something as simple as breath work. You can do different types of embodiment work, such as dancing, tapping. There's a lot of different modalities, which I know you're definitely trained in and educated on, which can help us get into our bodies. And that is the most important thing that I feel like we need right now collectively. Oh my gosh, yes. For me personally, I was the type of person, you know, with my engineering background, I was in my head. I was not attuned to my body at all. Last year, after I had my spiritual awakening, after my entire life fell apart, <laughs> and I chose to use that for the better, I started doing mindful morning eating practices for my breakfast. There was one morning where I had a different breakfast than normal. And as I was sitting there, like doing my meditation and breathing and everything, it was the first time that I clearly heard my intuition. And it told me that this was not good for me. I should not eat this. Mm. And I didn't listen to it. I ate it yeah. anyway. That was the first time that I really heard my intuition. And since then, I've been able to hear it more and more. And it really has been kind of a practice for me mm -hmm. in having to learn to actually apply it or like listen to it and honor what it's yeah. trying to tell me. That was another step all in itself, because it's one thing yeah. to listen or like hear your intuition, but it's another thing to trust it and actually act on it. Totally. 
that's like the biggest lesson I think that we're here to learn as well is like, what does it mean to follow that voice, that like holy whisper, you know? And sometimes it will tell you to go places that like the ego does not want to go. And then that leads to the question of who am I and why was I created and why am I here? And does it matter what I do in this lifetime? Yes. Those are the questions that only the individual can answer. Right, right. And I think that that goes along with figuring out what your soul's purpose is and living that soul aligned life. Yeah. I'd like to dive in a little bit more on that. And out of curiosity, do you have any sort of definition on what you consider the soul to be? Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay. From my own personal investigations into the spirit realm, it's my sense that at some level we are all one and all of creation is one source of light. Mm -hmm. If you can kind of imagine this like single point of light and it has these rays that are emanating from it and each of these rays can be considered like a soul. And that soul can be in many incarnations and it's beyond space and time. And it has certain aspects of the divine, certain aspects of God. And that's why there's a piece of God in all of us. And that is our soul. And those are the unique qualities of God or spirit or source that get expressed through us by following that voice. That voice is almost like a compass that is helping us know what things are most aligned with that expression and which things are just like totally off. (laughs) And so really, I think that following the soul is really like, it's an art form. It's a practice. It's like you have this canvas and you're like, okay, which color is it? And you pick a color and you're painting the expression of that emanation of creation through your life and the way you live your life. And truly just your being your nervous system. And I think that there's this kind of paradigm that we're moving into where it's not just about the doing, it's really about the being and taking responsibility for our nervous systems. Because as we learn more about quantum physics and how reality is working, we see that we are creating through our state of being. That's truly how creation is happening. And if that is true, then it's important to be aware of how we feel. And it matters. It really, really matters. God, yes, that was so well said. And that kind of got me thinking for myself. I agree with all of that. And that analogy or metaphor, I never know, whatever, but that was beautiful. And I think of the soul as our inner being. And it's like an ancient part of us that came down and it chose this body. It chose this human experience at this time and place, it's connected to the same intelligence as source, God, universe, as nature, as wisdom, and it is inextinguishable. It lives on forever, and it is always calling us towards our most aligned life. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is exactly what you said in different words, and learning to live in alignment What you said about being and allowing that to be where our creation comes from, that's something that I really have 
struggled with and I'm actively working on after being so deep in my masculine of doing, 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 constantly having to be productive. Like my coach challenged me to take some downtime in the middle of the day this week. And it has been so uncomfortable for me and so just difficult to simply be. Mm -hmm. And universe is screaming at me, like (laughs) all these different obstacles that I'm going through. It's like, Danny, you need to rest. You need to be, you need to learn to be still. Yeah. Do you have any advice on how to just be? Yes, (laughs) I do. And I really love that you brought in the masculine because that's exactly where I felt like we were going with on this topic. The first thing I want to say is these lessons that we know that we know that creation is attempting to reveal to us, such as learning to rest and be, we can either learn them voluntarily, like I see that you're doing, or, you know, working in healthcare, I do see that sometimes people learn them involuntarily and they get so exhausted and they get so burnt out and then they're forced to rest. So I'm of the camp of let's try to learn things as voluntarily as we can. (laughs) And so how does one go about doing that? First of all, it's a choice and it's a practice. This is where shadow work comes in. Mm. And it's about approving of all of the parts of oneself and recognizing that the mind in our culture, modern day culture, we think that we are our mind. And the mind kind of runs the show and everything else is supposed to follow it. But that is not how, <laughs> it's not how creation is actually set us up to be. The mind is intended to be the servant of the soul. I heard this one quote, I wish I could remember. Oh, Trevor Bowen wrote a book. It's about masculinity. And he talks about how the mind is like a chainsaw. You turn it on, you cut the tree and you turn it off. And I really think that that's a useful way to think about the mind because that's, that's what it's for. And in order to practice the art of being, I think a valuable place to start is practicing the art of receptivity. Because Mm -hmm. if we're used to just doing, 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 giving, 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 we're going to run out eventually. Because if you think about a system, you can only give what you've received. Right. Truly. And it's almost egotistical to think that you can give more than you've received because then you're thinking that you are the source of life itself. We are a system. It's all a system and we have to be connected to that system in order to thrive. And this points to the idea of harmony. How can we have more harmony? And that is through learning to receive as much as we are giving. And I think shadow work comes into play in kind of delving into the why. Why do I feel like I need to be producing all the time? What is driving this need to do? Mm. And underneath that, there's probably just a part that wants to be loved and validated for its existence without having to prove something. We're just trained, we're just trained in this, you know? And so, yeah, I would say connecting more to that feminine aspect that can receive the moment just as it is in its perfection, like with the dishes not done, with the things not done, just like, can I receive this moment into my body for the nourishment that it has with the quote unquote problems that it has? Am I able to find peace with that? 
and just finding that neutral place, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely does. And it really resonates with kind of the things that I've been studying as far as living a soul aligned life is first you need to connect with your soul. And that can be through meditation or dancing or walking out in nature, even journaling, really anything where you invite your soul to step forward and your mind to step aside, your ego to step aside and give you the opportunity to really listen to your intuition. And then from there, you have to be willing to and able to receive And, you know, the soul speaks in whispers and it speaks in feelings and like inner knowings. Mm -hmm. So being able to receive and quiet the mind to listen and allow that to come through you really is so powerful. And so if the listeners are curious on how to get there one little journal prompt that I would recommend is ask yourself like what is your soul yearning for what is your soul calling you to do and journal on that and just get quiet and allow it to come through and let your soul guide you it really does from my experience it gets easier as you practice this more and more yeah it gets more clear and it gets to the point where it's not a question of like, it's almost like you're on this adventure and like you've been following this map, you know, and then it's like you get to a point and it's like, well, of course I'm going to follow the thing. Like I'm out here in the wilderness, like what else would I follow? And, you know, it's the greatest adventure of your life. The other thing is that I think that there is this idea that it's really hard to connect to the soul. And I just want to point out that while that can feel true to the mind, it's an idea and that's a mental experience the truth is we all know our soul like in our bodies like we may not be conscious of it but that's why shadow work and connecting with your subconscious is so valuable because if you're walking around and you're alive you have a soul and it's there (laughs) just recognizing the story and being like is it true is it true that i don't know my soul because it's been there the whole time and really just i think opening just being willing to open yeah, and, and become like a child again. Like, okay, let's go. I'll follow you, you know, mm-hmm. and letting go of control. Yeah. Letting go of control. And then once you, like I said, with my morning breakfast meditation that I didn't listen to, I didn't honor my intuition. And so the next step is once you hear it, actually act on it, embody it, act on what calls to the soul and take baby steps. It doesn't have to be some huge, you know, enormous act, but just baby steps of moving that needle forward towards creating the life that your soul is meant to be living. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And one question that people might have, and I know the answer to it, but I would love to hear what is shadow work anyways? Okay. Yeah. One of my favorite topics. I think a lot of people think shadow work is kind of like the dark, bad stuff, but it's not always. Shadow work simply just means the unconscious, the subconscious. And really from some of the trauma work that I've been studying, it's stored in our body. It's 
the issues are in the tissues, you know? I've never heard that before. I love that. Yeah. The subconscious is really, it's in our cells and it's the lived wisdom that we gather through our experience. And so what is shadow work? Shadow work is opening oneself to learning about what that wisdom is and how it's expressing itself. It can at times be some of those like darker things because if the subconscious isn't allowed to express itself, then it can become a bit distorted, which we can see a lot of examples of that in the world. But shadow work is opening up that door and saying, okay, I accept you. Tell me, what do you have to teach me? It's basically becoming best friends with that part of you so that there's not this chasm between the conscious and the subconscious. There's an amazing book called The Genie Within, and it talks about the subconscious. And it talks about the fact that the subconscious is actually like you're walking around with a genie that can grant you all the wishes that you ever want. But all you have to do is become friends with that genie and connect with it. And we're only conscious of so much, but the rest of our lives is running from the subconscious. So connecting to that part of ourselves is an untapped source of power and truth and wisdom and and love so much love because it's easy to project like evil onto the dark subconscious but truly all parts of us are here to love and to support and the parts work is really good for this as well there's a book called no bad parts internal family systems those are two separate books but that goes into working with the various parts of yourself and that title no bad parts really illuminates this idea that we have multiple aspects of ourselves, and none of them are bad. They're just trying to help. And they may do that in a way that we don't like, but then we can have a dialogue with them and be like, what are you concerned about? And there's a whole, that's part of the coaching that I do is, is helping people go through that dialogue. So I won't go into the whole thing here, but yeah. That's so interesting. And I love that it sounds like you're able to help people take the subconscious, which can be kind of a bitch sometimes, and it's always there to protect us and it's there to serve us if we're able to use it constructively and utilize the tools and through your coaching, the shadow work and everything. I'm curious as well, with your coaching, don't you do like energetic leadership? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If I could just add one more thing at, yes, at there, I really want to point out when you said the subconscious is here to serve us, it's true. And there's a nuance there because I think it's important to define which us, because there is the mental egoic, which I think yeah. a lot that happens a lot in like the spiritual self-development community. It's like, I'm going to get my subconscious to manifest X, Y, and Z, which is fine. And it will probably work, but is that what it's created for? I don't know. In my own path, it feels kind of empty. And it feels like my subconscious is not here to serve my ego. It's here to serve my soul, the expression, the unique expression that I was created to be. And that is a different frequency. Oh, that, thank you. Thank you so much for interjecting that because that is such an important part that I deep down, I knew the difference between, but I don't know if I fully 
even appreciated it until your definition of it or your description of it. Like that was so well put. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. And I'm still exploring it myself because I'm realizing that art desire is such a sacred thing because desire is that impulse that helps us to create from our soul. We can have desires, desires can evolve and desires can deepen. But I think that a safe way to go about manifesting (laughs) is to really go as deeply as you can into the place that you don't want to go and give that part of yourself love and let your desire come from there. Because I think that you're going to end up more fulfilled than if you start at the top and just say, oh, I want this, that, this, that, like, you know, it can be deeper and it can be more fulfilling. I think that spirituality and self-development and this whole kind of arena it can just be another futile pursuit if we miss some of these subtleties yeah and i imagine your coaching really dives into this. yeah we go straight into it <laughs> do you have any just simple tips for the listeners as far as how to get to that deeper level definitely yeah so The school that I have is called Embodiment School, and I teach the principles of energetic leadership. It really starts with, first of all, I'll just say that this is a process that I've gone through personally, and I've been guided through via my own soul and was told to share. So that's why I'm doing it. It really starts with safety, cultivating internal safety, which I'll just go through some of the basic steps and then I'll kind of expand on the first one for people. So the first one is to cultivate safety within your own system for all of the parts of yourself. Then it's cultivating love, like true acceptance of oneself, deep acceptance. The next one is expression and truly letting yourself express yourself. The dark, the good, the everything in between. It's truly liberating your expression. Then we move up, and this is following the energetic body through the chakras. We get to the third eye, and it's really about acknowledgement and seeing yourself truly as you are, both your human aspects and your divine aspects, and truly having that reflection. When that occurs, there is this like activation that happens in the energetic and physical body where once you see yourself spiritually, there's no unseen yourself, (laughs) you know, it's a revelatory experience. And then that all culminates into this place where once all of those needs are met, suddenly there's not this grasping for external things. You become satisfied in your own being And then you reach the crown and it's this place of, I don't need to do anything in this world, but I actually want to because I can feel the need and I'm going to respond to it because I desire to out of love. It's only out of love. And then that is when the crown chakra in my experience becomes activated because you're truly able to respond not out of need, but out of love. That is the journey of cultivating energetic leadership, which is what we deeply need at this point in humanity. And it doesn't occur through out outsourced like leadership. It occurs by learning to lead yourself first. So that is what I guide clients through. And really we start in the basement and you can spend quite a bit of time in the basement, which is 
the first chakra, your root chakra, and it's about safety. So for the listeners, I will just kind of give a little intro into safety and cultivating safety is really about approving of your experience. So a practice that I like to guide people through is incorporating this approval into your day and almost making timestamps in your reality where you say, I approve of myself. And then, you know, at the next moment that you can become aware of it, I approve of myself. And in that timestamp, you're also approving of everything that happened before then. You are cultivating this self-approval in your own system for every aspect of yourself. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to approve of all of ourselves because that's how you have an integrated transformation. You're not just approving of the good stuff. You know, this is about full humanity because otherwise we're going to have these shadows that leak out and do distorted stuff, which, you know, like if we really want transformation, you got to bring the whole self with you. So timestamp approval throughout your day. That would be my practical tip. (laughs) And that is so important that we approve, like you said, not just the good parts, but the dark parts, the traumatized parts, the more difficult parts, because when we're able to accept and approve all of us, that's when the magic happens. Being able to live from that place and be so fully authentic. Like my life has so drastically changed once I learned to appreciate not just the good parts, but also everything that I've been through that was difficult, that shaped me into the person that I am today and finding gratitude for all of that and learning to live from that place of this is who I am, take it or leave it. Like it's so liberating to finally not be at war with myself. Yes, yes. And one of my favorite teachers, Reverend Brianna Lynn, she has this quote that when we stop the wars within ourselves, that's how we stop the wars in the world. And truly, like, I think so many of us are yearning for our world to go in a more harmonious direction. I know I am. And I know a lot of the people I know are just like, well, what is going to happen here? We really are at a pivotal point where it matters how we show up. It matters the work that we do. It matters how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about the future because we're creating it. We're co-creating it. It takes guts to bring all of yourself to that vision. You know, it can't just be love and light, you know, because that's not true. You can't have the light without the dark. And so this is a path of courage. (laughs) Yes. And I love, you can't have the light without the dark. That is so important to really truly understand and recognize that if your life was nothing but happy-go-lucky light, then you'll never fully appreciate it. You need to have the contrast to be able to appreciate the good even more so and learning to just embrace that this human experience is meant to have ups and downs. And the sooner you're able to 
recognize that and quit fighting it. Like you can just find so much more peace in life. Exactly. And for the women that are listening to this, a great way to do that is just to connect with your body. We cycle every month, you know, assuming that you do cycle every month and that there's so much wisdom that we can learn by just connecting with our bodies because they are teaching us the cycles of nature, the cycles of living and dying. And I'll say that working in oncology, when you start to connect with the fact that death is a part of life and not just physical death, but ego death, like death of relationships, death is not, we have to be able to work with it or it's going to control us. And it's not meant to, they go together. They go together. I like to lead people to through the dark. There's so much soul there, truly. Yeah, definitely. And I just, oh, I have gotten so much out of this. And I know <laughs> you have a lot going on between like your book and your programs and everything. Do you have any other things that you have going on that you'd like to share about? Um, Those are my main projects right now. So embodiment school is we have a weekly live teaching and coaching call. And that is really accessible just for people to women specifically to join and be a part of that community. And then I do have a one-on-one six month container where I work with individuals that are ready and desiring to cultivate this type of energetic leadership and to step into their soul led purpose. That is a more one-on-one experience that it truly is like an initiation and it's a deep calling of mine. So if any of you out there feel that call, I'm here for that. And then the last thing is this book called The Rose Timeline, which I don't know how long it's going to take, but it is a soul-led project. And yeah, so keep working on that. (laughs) And where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at sohumanwithchelsea. Okay. And we will tag that in the show notes. And as we are nearing the end of this session, do you have any final words, any final points that you would like to leave the listeners with? That's a wonderful opportunity. Let's see if I could leave the listeners with one thing. It's that you are so loved beyond the imagination and everything in your life is actually perfect. Even if it doesn't feel like it is, there is wisdom there for you. Just know that the more that you open to your path and to your soul, you will be met. You will always be met and you can trust. So don't be afraid of the dark. Yes. Yes. That's so powerful. Thank you so much for being on here. Oh, and before we completely wrap up, I want to mention that I am hosting a retreat, the Follow Your Magic Retreat, at the end of October in Sedona, Arizona, and it is going to be an incredible healing experience to get connected with Soul Align Sisters, so if you guys are interested in learning more about that, please DM me at Healthy Foodie TX or the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Tickets are live now. Please just... Let me know any questions you have. I'm so excited about this. And I am just so grateful, Chelsea, to you for being on here today, sharing all of your wisdom. You have so, so much wisdom going on. And I really appreciate having you here. Thank you so much, Danny. I really appreciate it.
Thank you. Oh, and if you guys got anything out of this, like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the good stuff and shoot either of us a DM. And if you want to work with Chelsea, she is a phenomenal coach, as I'm sure you guys can hear from this. And you can find all of the ways to work with her in her bio as well, right? Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.